So here we are, the Crush the Cargill podcast, a podcast about running and stuff. Yep. And, um, and here, our, our special guest this week is uh, Dave McLean. Right. Dave, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, we're going well, yep. Oh, yep. great, Dave. While we'll be talking to you, you must be a runner. Uh, yeah, that's that's correct. I've, uh, yep, I've, I, I do quite a bit of running uh, when, uh, when I'm still able to. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, well, um, so, um, so you're a bit of a, you're a bit of a legend. Oh, <laughs> well, I think, I think books should be written about you. Oh, well, if you, if you care to write one, I just haven't got the time these days. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, well, what's keeping you so busy? Uh, well, at the moment, it's sort of, um, well, what I'm busy at is, uh, 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 this house here is just about falling down my ears because uh, when you've been out elevating around the hills and running whatever else, haven't been doing anything at home. And since I'm stuck at home now, I've been uh, flat out painting and building. Last oh, you, you are a builder, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be terrible to be, a, you know, to, to, to you know, for, you, for your house to, to fall down around you and you're a builder. Oh, it's, yeah, it's been doing it for years, but I'm getting, uh, getting looking a little bit more ship-shaped now. Yeah, 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 cool. So yeah, did, you, did you get to go back to work today? Uh, no, uh, go, go back on Thursday. You want to go back to work on Thursday? Oh, I suppose, it's, it's, uh, I suppose they can't keep paying me forever. I'd better go back sometime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah. How, how has lockdown been for you? Oh well, lock, uh, um, lockdown's been fairly exciting um, uh, right from the very beginning because uh, um, Jenny and I actually happen to be at the, uh, on the Coromandel Peninsula at um, Hotwater Beach when the when the news of the lockdown came through. So we uh, there wouldn't be a bad place to be stuck. Uh, yeah, we um, well um, uh, if we'd been stuck there, well, uh, wouldn't be able to do anything at home. So we decided we wanted to be home, and uh, we sort of um, it, it was a bit of a scramble uh, getting a booking for the ferry. You know, it was even more ridiculous than getting into the Kepler. Right. Uh, oh, wow. So, uh, so we're staying with friends at Fidianga. So we shot from Hot Water uh, uh, Beach straight to Fidianga and packed. First thing I did there, uh, I knew uh, I need to have something to do at home. So I shot straight in the place makers up there and bought ten liters of paint and, and a few other bits and pieces. <laughs> Uh, uh, chucked those in the vehicle, packed up, and then the uh, off next morning down to Wellington and caught the ferry that night, and yep. uh, and then um, off the ferry at midnight and uh, carried on to Christchurch where we uh, crashed my daughter's flat and we uh, um, and we made the need just before the lockdown on the Wednesday evening. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! No, no you just mentioned Kepler, so um, I heard you mentioned Kepler and I'm like, that. So you, you've you've run that race a few times. Uh, yep, um, but. 13, I'm not 13 or 14 times, somewhere around that, yeah. Wow. Right, now, what, what, what would be a good way to prepare for a race like Kepler? Uh, um, uh, to enter, uh, well... No, uh, no, to, how, how, would, how would you, how would, how would you typically prepare for a race like Kepler? I, I don't know, just, um, um, uh, I suppose everybody's got their own ideas, but, um, yeah, just, uh, just, um, 
just do as much um, just do as much running as you possibly can without knocking yourself up. Right. Well, with me, since I uh, since I've gotten uh, iffy knee, that that is rather horrific. That motorbike crash uh, way back over thirty years ago. I can't do the huge case running that the, that other people do. Yep. Uh, so I do a lot of the fitness on the road bike. So um, that uh, my very first Kepler, um, uh, um, that is basically how I trained to, uh, for it. I did a certain amount of running, but uh, did some, uh, did quite a few um, pretty big bike rides as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, um, 200, 250 k rides. Yeah, the, the oh, road up to Alexandria. Holy, holy yeah. So then we get this right. Like, so about 30-odd years ago, you had a horrific motorbike accident, smashed, yeah. your, smashed your knee to all buggery, and, and um, but that hasn't stopped you from doing all this running. Well, it might have been a little bit of a prop, you know, you use it to lose it. Cause, yeah, uh, right. Because... Uh, um, uh, yeah, it was nineteen eighty six. It was um, uh, that is that is before I got into multisport. I'd done okay. a fair bit of uh, tramping and climbing at that point, but uh, uh, riding home at night and and uh, happened to plough into a mob of sheep uh, doing one hundred and ten k, and when they were, um, went off the bike, um, I clipped the handlebar with the knee and stoked the kneecap it. The surgeon <laughs> did a fantastic job on it. You know, you, uh, um, usually take uh, take patellas out, but they uh, wired it together and. Uh, um, I actually got the uh, the full permanent disability ACC lump sum for it, and uh, it was considered um, uh, uh, pretty bad. But um, uh, on on the basis that um, cycling was really good uh, good for me, well, I started doing little rides, and then the, the rides just sort of got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I, and I found the more I cycled, the better the knee got, and I got, uh, got the running after that. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Well, yeah. no, I, I, I mentioned. Your, what was your fastest Kepler time? Uh, 5.56. Ooh. Oh, that's tidy. With a gummy knee. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, well, the knee kept improving. Uh, every, I reckon over the course of four years, the knee kept continuously improving. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know it was pretty bad the first year because it, it was still wired together and uh, going, uh, going tramping, well, I... Um, uh, I was able to tramp with the, with the help of a set of hospital crutches. <laughs> now I now I heard I heard Dave that um for one of those Keplers you prepared for it by um climbing Mount Cook. Is that uh, no, um, I don't I don't think Mount it was just two weeks before the Kepler and I was I was actually a bit knocked up after climbing Mount Cook and I didn't do a very fast Kepler at all. But getting to climb Mount Cook it was it was a fantastic opportunity. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, 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 my daughter was climbing, and she and uh, she invited me along, and the uh, friends got the gear together. So I used to do a fair bit of climbing thirty odd years ago. Yeah. and, and uh, I was absolutely blown away. They wanted me along. They got crampons, ice axes, and all the rest of it, and they um, rang me up one Tuesday. Say conditions are right, we're off. So, um, um, uh, so left work spur of the moment. Um, um, so uh, just uh, so pretty pretty much on a one you climbed Mount Cook. Yep, so um, yeah, <laughs> two yeah, weeks out from Kepler. Completely, completely out of the loop. Well, the Kepler was two weeks later, and the, the daughter, she ran the Kepler too, and uh, I actually beat her that year because she was hurting a bit after having climbed Mount Cook as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so we both staggered and ran about the, the eight-day hour mark. Oh, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, 
Now, I, I've, I've heard this rumour about you and Kepler that you used suppositories or something there. Uh, well, it's, it's a, a favourite form of medication these days. Um, <laughs> that's right. You're, you're a doctor, Steve. Um, yep. yeah, so you, you would know that uh, suppository Voltaren is far, far more efficient than, uh, than oral ever was. Ah, it's Voltaren. Uh, oral is a, yep. it rots your guts and it's an absolute waste of time. And the, and the apparently the suppository is um, as effective as intravenous. And yeah. So I've heard, yeah, and, no, uh, yeah, cool. It's the norm. Uh, suppository is the norm overseas. Yeah. And there's the, um, um, a, a pharmacist in, the, in charge of New World uh, said to me, um, New Zealanders seem to have this very strange aversion. That's how it appears to him. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, uh, it seems ridiculous to him that um, sticking uh, things up, up. Yeah. 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 Wow. And, and it's no, it's no big deal when you, uh, you know, when you when you think what um, um, uh, when you think what women have to do one week in the month and they don't complain. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you just you just go off to the <laughs> side of the track and poke a up your bum? Um, oh, they slow uh, down. Oh. oh that, well, do you have um, to, do you have to stop running? Can you can you like whilst oh, running? Oh, oh well, uh, well, be, well before the run, and if I needed one during the race, well, well as I did the motor rail, well, uh, I was discreet enough to hop into the toilet. You know, you sort of wouldn't exactly. <laughs> wouldn't exactly <laughs> yeah, not not when not when you're not when you're sort of like um, wandering around the aid station, especially popping pills. Oh, it was because uh, Bruce Adams, he happened to be there at Motor Rail with me. And when I uh, pulled my food out of my bum bag, um, I had the suppository <laughs> medication in there, a little pocket rockets, I called them. So you um, pulled something out of your bum bag, put it in your uh, bum. Well, Bruce said, Where do you put those? And I said, Well, that's absolutely none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I must confess, it was Bruce who told me something about suppository. <laughs> I just happened to be, I just happened to mention it in Bruce. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I offered Bruce one, but yeah, Chris he, he didn't pick you up on the offer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh. So, um, whatever running exploits have you got up to? Oh, uh, other running ones. Well, the. Um, uh, the Kepler that was the um, uh, that was the very first uh, really big race that I'd ever done because um, uh, uh, the era that the Kepler um, um, uh, uh, I, I, I had my sights on the coast to coast and I, I missed out on getting in that year because didn't realise entries closed in February and um, right. uh, mean, meanwhile the Kepler came up and I the uh, 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 for that but um, uh, the year after the Kepler, it was April Fools. Uh, that is 1989's my first Kepler. 1990, a uh, um, judge can send the thing out in the mail. Uh, there was a crazy race, the length of the country. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just laughed when I saw that Cape Rang the Bluff. So um, I thought, oh, no way. But then when I looked through the days, I thought each individual day is actually uh, doable. Like they're around the 160k bike rides and the road bike and the uh, that kind of thing. I thought, yeah, no, might, might give it a go. Mm -hmm. There's only 12 days to decide and enter. $500 feed, no refund. And I, I got my entry in, and then I thought, gee, what on earth have I let myself in for? So, oh. um, so uh, that, 
that, that is one way uh, uh, the whole thing cost about six thousand dollars and the um uh, acc had shouted me um yeah eleven thousand for the crook knee so yeah that's the way to go yeah wow <laughs> yeah so wow. um, uh, so you rode about uh, the length of the country uh, 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 uh 22 days you know with this multi-sport um um uh, running uh, running cycling uh, kayaking yeah the length of the country uh yeah the length of the country yeah oh wow so, oh, i wonder why that wonder why that race doesn't go anymore well uh xerox sponsored it that year but the judkins couldn't get another sponsor so that's the oh, only, okay that's the uh, the only other time a length of the country has been done the red one south to north um uh, quite a few years later yeah 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 and did you do coast to coast as well uh yep i did the first coast to coast after the uh, um uh, after the xerox challenge Mm -hmm. That's right. The crutches came and the, uh, there again. The Xerox challenge because because of the wonky knee, I um, stressed an Achilles tendon on the opposite side, and that uh, that, that gave me grief right down th uh, through the race. Yeah, well, I had a, had yeah. Well, I, I know you can um, you you can knock back the mileage when you're running, and and obviously you do when you're cycling. But what what were, what were you like in a kayak, and how did you, how did you, how did you train for that? Like, how, where do you find rapids in Dunedin? But my kayaking is sort of fairly mediocre. Uh, there's not many rapids in Dunedin, but there's plenty of waves near Targa Harbour. Right. And if you want a wee bit of a rapid, you know, get, uh, get a good strong northeaster behind you and an incoming tide and go shooting through the islands, you know. So, right. Has that got the better of you before? Uh, it's, what, sorry? Has that ever got the better of you? The kayaking? Oh. Yeah. I've never been a very good kayaker at all. I've um, I've done times. <laughs> oh, right. I, have, I have I have another confession to make here. Um, um, that um, Jamie gave me a bit of information about you getting rescued from the harbour a couple of times. Getting rescued? Oh, no, there have been a couple of would-be rescuers. The first time um, I had a tip up. Um, it was fairly treacherous conditions. It was um, a northeast wind, an outgoing tide. Oh, yeah. The cross currents uh, tipped out, and it was quite a long time before I got the boat ashore. And I, um, I, I, I knew that I, I was hypothermic just because I was sort of feeling a lot better than I should have been in the circumstances. Uh, so I headed straight for the island, locked oh, in yeah. the door, and uh, told them I was suffering from hypothermia. Yep. And the uh, I shouldn't have said that word because um, uh, you know, I was, uh, was going to spend the night on the island and carry on, but the person there went and rang Box Callis, the local cop. He went overboard, and uh, and uh, oh well, hypothermia is hypothermia. Yeah. Good, good. Um, well, um, well, I, I was safe and in the warm. And the, the oh, it's all right. You'll 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 sleep you'll sleep it off. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, you're safe and in the warm. Yeah, I was a uh, yeah, yeah. I'd got in the shelter instead of trying to kayak home, and then the um, uh, then next thing you know, just came out the shower and then uh, uh, thump on the door, locks and everyone. Right, you're coming with me. They had the ambulance waiting for me. <laughs> so, uh, um, and so I was um, bundled into the ambulance, taken into town, and um, and uh, when they uh, when they wheeled me into the hospital, doctor took a look at me and he says, "There's nothing wrong with you." And I says, "I know that, but you try telling these idiots." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so 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 the treatment he he gave me an aspirin and a cup of tea, took the temperature, and told me it was fine to go home. Oh, nice. Oh, oh nice. it was rather ridiculous. But the next day, uh, uh, headline in the paper, man adrift, clings to, uh, uh, clings to canoe for one and a half hours in harbour. 
and Locke's told a story. He said that I was, uh, um, uh, um, um, I'd been suffering from hyp hypothermia and, uh, and, the, and I was taken to the hospital, treated for hypothermia and disorientation and the, and the Mackay had been spotted and, um, um, and salvaged from the harbour. Yeah, I'd beached the kayak myself and everything was a, a complete pack of lies. Oh, so, um, oh scandalous. Paper. Fake news. I wrote through and, they, and, they, and gave his story and the real story that actually happened in the footnotes is, oh, well, our information came from the police. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, bit of a downturn. Uh, Locks and me, we didn't speak to each other for about a year after that, but yeah, we, we got over it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was was, oh, no, was there really another? About that, you know, well, yeah, yeah be, uh, being the victim of fake news, you know, I wasn't, wasn't having that. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, you can't stand for that. Yeah, bloody hell. Another time, uh, uh, Warren Lewis over in Port Chalmers, um, uh, I, I tipped out and I almost got myself ashore and, uh, and he, uh, 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 someone had seen me, but uh, that was fair enough. He came tearing out in the rescue boat, but since he got there, he was determined he had to rescue me. Oh, yeah. I was fairly well down and, and uh, I, I stopped him from wrecking the boat and then each time, um, uh, uh, each time, it was just right by Quarantine Island and there's deep water in the channel, but the, uh, yeah. each time he decided, uh, tried to hightail at the Broad Bay, he, he ran into the sandbar, ran aground, and I had to jump out and push the boat back in again. And I kept telling him, you have to hug the shore of the island, and then go to Pointing Island and, the, and follow the deep water through. I think it was about three times he ran aground, sent an emergency phone call to my wife to have the car down there uh, ready to rescue me. I was in a really bad way, so I uh, uh, came, uh, came hooning into, um, uh, into Turnbull's Bay, it was. I was starting to pick up the boat and he yelled at me, no, no, you've got to leave the boat there, you've got to get up and get in the warm and everything. Then he whizzed off, said to my wife, oh, is that idiot? Is he out of sight yet? And Jenny says, oh, yep. So I chucked the boat over my shoulder, ran up the hills and, uh, and, the, and then um, mowed the lawns for the rest of the afternoon and as warm as toast at the end of that. So uh, yeah, yeah, that was the second rescue. <laughs> oh, just stupid overreaction. <laughs> oh, jeez. People these days, eh? Wow. Right, and oh, um, well, at least that's better than being ignored and being left out there if it was in trouble. <laughs> right, um, I'll Steve mentioned um, Jamie Sinclair, um, the um, from Naseby. So um, you're you're very Naseby a few times as well, yeah. Uh, uh yep, I've done. Um, yeah, first time I did, um, I attempted the 80k up in Naseby, but I um, uh, had, had a bit of trouble with my shoes, and, and um, uh, hamstring trouble put me out to 50k. But um, Chris Soul sorted everything out there, and he uh, um, he has been a tremendous help with uh, with the run. Uh, it got me out of all the um, high tech shoes and the formthotics and all that rubbish, and just wearing basic shoes and I've never looked back. Right. Um, oh. So um, later on, I did the eighty k up in the uh, up in Naseby, and then the more recent years, I did the um, hundred and sixty, and the uh, uh, the year after that, um, I did the two hundred. Wow. Actually, the two hundred k in Naseby that was uh, uh, that was the same year that we cl uh, climbed Mount Cook, so the, uh, so I must have got the fitness from Mount Cook from that, I guess. <laughs> so, so what you climb you you climb Mount Cook before you did Naseby? Um, uh, after Naseby. Right. How long after Naseby? Oh, about, uh, yeah, a couple of months probably, yeah. All oh, right. Oh, and then you did Kepler. 
at Kepler about two weeks after Cook. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Wow. But oh wow. So what? What? So did you? How, how did you get on in the hundred k race? Oh, the uh, the two hundred k. Yeah, at Naseby. Um, well, I um, uh, I wasn't. Um, I hadn't really trained for the two hundred k at all. I just um, uh, I, I, um, I knew that um, my only aim was to complete the distance. Right. I was speaking fast, and so I just uh, yeah. Well, well, I deliberately trailed the field for hundred k, and I uh, um, I, I thought uh, I was actually um, second last finisher, but just very pleased to finish. Uh, yeah, just under just under thirty five hours. Hmm. Oh right! Wow, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was very happy with that. Hmm. Yeah. There was one time someone saw you crawling around Naseby. Oh. Do you remember that time? Uh, is this is this racing or is this the bubber? Oh. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's Bruce Adams again. He said he says you're doing the eighty k and and he saw you and you're crawling. Oh. That's right. But I had the knee in a really bad way. It wasn't exactly crawling, but the, I uh, I was really hobbling at one point. Oh, yeah. You weren't just you weren't just killed out, bent over looking for mushrooms in the forest there, were you? Yeah. Although the wake up call for me, Jim Kerr's passed me, and I thought, bugger that. Right, that. Jim Kerr. You got you got you got passed with Jim Kerr. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> I was really struggling. <laughs> How did you go? Yeah, how did did it come right? Oh, uh, uh, well, well, it's a, it's the same motorbike crash. Near well, of, um, it's it's always been troublesome. I've just had a bad day that day, but yeah, the knee is actually pretty good at the moment. Oh, good. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's been really bad last couple of years. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you when I um, uh, it started playing up. Uh, I knocked myself up a bit when did the Powder Ridge Punisher. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, um, that race knocked me around and uh, went, uh, went downhill and then uh, really wrecked both knees in the following three peaks. But um, more, more recent times, all the, uh, all the gnarly bits been sorting themselves out and knees getting stronger all the time. So you'll be yeah. back to crush the carnival this year then? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I can do a wee bit better. Yeah, because I remember you were struggling a bit with your knee there last year. Uh, yeah, 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 it was the same knee giving trouble then, but it has improved a huge amount since then. Awesome. I'd like to do the lawnmower on the first run unless anybody else wants to. You're going to oh, no, you're, you're more than welcome to take the lawnmower on the... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd always wanted to do one of those. What is the yeah. lawnmower record? Is it about one hour 50 or something, is it? Up and down. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, it's about yeah. one hour 50. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Isaac, your son Isaac um, held the record for some time, didn't he? About three hours, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the shortest, the shortest record holding for a record, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so well, you, you, you might be able to get an over 50 record or something like that, maybe. Um, uh, for the lawnmower up and down. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've got an over 50 record, have we? No, no, we haven't. Actually, no. are you over 60, Dave? Uh, a few years over 60, yep. Oh, how many? Uh, six, 66. 66. 66, bloody hell. No, you don't look a day over 70, mate. Still running. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, uh, and you're 70, still... 70's new 50, looking forward to it. So how, how old were you when you last climbed Mount Cook? 
uh, well, when I did climb Mount Cook, that was just before my 64th birthday. Right, right. Hey, uh, who, who's old? I wonder how, what's the record for oldest to climb Mount Cook? I looked it up on the internet, and apparently a 73-year-old did it, and, uh, uh, and the, uh, the previous record is a 65-year-old. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah no, I've seen, um, like, you know, you look into, like, um, you know, how climbing Mount Everest is ridiculously popular, and you see the big long queues of, you know, people and all that, and and you hear, like, um, Japanese climber, um, age 90, climbs Mount, Mount Everest or whatever, well, not at 90. I think the but, you know, like, they, but these Sherpas are pretty, they pretty much tie them onto a Sherpa and the Sherpa, the Sherpas carry them up there, you know. So, don't know. Uh, does that, count? Uh, that doesn't count, does it? They have to be, um, um, nobody gets carried up Mount Everest. Uh, uh, no, nobody would be physically capable of doing the carrying. So I think yeah. there's, uh, uh, anyone who climbs the Everest is pretty intrepid. And the only reason they'll be doing it at old ages is they've, Kept that at all the lives. Right. They, have, they, have, you, have you climbed overseas? Uh, yep. Uh, In the Himalayas? Uh, uh, South America, the Andes. Right, Ooh, right. Tell us about that. That was you know, 40 years ago, well, 1980. You, oh. must have had, you must have had some interesting um, experiences in um, South America. Oh yeah, South South America is quite a wild and wacky place. You, you don't want to be in the, in the hurry to go anywhere. Yeah. The two most commonly spoken words over there are um, uh, siesta and fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> and and manana. But manana means tomorrow. <laughs> Everything's yeah. pretty laid back over there. <laughs> right. But the, yeah, the, the mountains over there, they're very similar to the Southern Alps, but um, everything's 10,000 feet higher. Right. right. The, um, yeah. The line's up around uh, 16,000 feet, and the, uh, all the tops are up around, around the 20,000. Yeah. Oh, that's, so that's getting up there. Yes, yeah, so, uh, the highest mountain to climb uh, is on, on the way back. It was actually uh, uh, not the hardest mountain to be up there, um, uh, Chimborazi. That was the uh, highest one in Ecuador. It was 6,300 metres, about 20,700 uh, 20, feet. Hmm. It, right. um, it, it wasn't difficult climbing, but um, um, I was a smoker back in those days, and uh, uh, I found... Uh, I found um, Walking in deep powder snow, and uh, yeah, it was about one step, three breaths, another uh, another step. Is sort of uh, yeah, not very much oxygen at that height. Yeah, 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 yeah. What were your, what were your lingering memories from that time in, in South America? Oh, um, they were all well. Uh, um, the whole of South America is a pretty colourful place, and the uh, yeah. Well, all those overseas uh, uh, countries, the, the low points of the cities and the bureaucracies and whatever else, and the, and the real high points, uh, yeah, just being in the mountains. Yeah. Yep. How long, how long yeah, were you there for? It's always a busy life. Yeah, yeah the markets and whatnot. And the, uh, just just yeah, getting yeah, high in the mountains. The crazy, the dilapidated old buses. And, yeah. 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 How long were you there for? Um, we were climbing for about two months, and then I carried on for another uh, another six months. And, uh, I travelled around a bit, and they had a bit of a look around. Went down yeah. southern Peru, did the uh, Inca Trail, Machu uh, Picchu. Oh yeah. To Bolivia. Yep. And then uh, over to Bolivia to, uh, to La Paz. I took a train through um, uh, through the Alto Plano down to Chile. Oh, um, now I I learned something interesting about La Paz. Yep. 
it is the highest capital city in the world. It possibly is. Yep. I, I, yeah, most likely is. Yeah. That's right. I think it is. Going towards Bolivia, um, we're on the uh, highest railway in the world. That yep. is, um, that is a wee bit silly because mate and I we were uh, drinking quite a lot of this stuff, uh, cerveza they call it over there, and yeah. the, and the um, yeah the train they yeah the line cerveza rapido yeah the line goes up in zigzags and the train the uh, shunts up through and the the pass is around sixteen thousand feet. Well, yeah, well, mate, had a few too many beers and he was walking down the aisle and went whoop for you know uh, uh, flaked out. So the, oh, no. the doctor comes along, props him up in the seat, and then uh, administers the oxygen, a great big set of bellows, and it blows all this cold air into, uh, into his face until he came to. So <laughs> that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen, because I was sort of um, a bit tired out of it myself, and, oh, well, did I get a filthy look? There <laughs> 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 was all kinds of funny little things happening. <laughs> I'm sure. That's right, the highest lake in the world, um, uh, Lake, lake Titicaca. It's about the um, same height as Mount Cook. It's, right. Um, it's, uh, it's over 12,000 feet and it's a huge inland sea. And both wow. Peru and Bolivia have got a navy on it. Wow. wow. They've, got a na they've, got a, they've got a navy at, 20, uh, at, at bloody 8,000 metres. Oh no, what is, what's Mount Cook? 3,600 3, 3, metres. Oh yeah, yeah. I was th I was thinking Mount Everest, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so they had the odd battle there. Well, there'd be no point in having a navy if you didn't have the odd scrap, I suppose. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, ex exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Hmm. What else about South America? Oh well, after um, yeah, after going down to Chile, um, um. It, um it ran a bit short of Buddy and then hightailed it back up to Peru. And then um, uh, after that, that's uh, uh, stopped off in Ecuador. And that's, uh, uh, that's where it did a bit of mountain climbing there. And then uh, uh, went to Colombia and got a plane through to Guatemala, spent a couple of days in the, uh, in the San Andreas Island in the Caribbean on the way. Guatemala, um, I was nearly home, but I had a little bit of a setback there. Uh -oh. um, uh, framed by the police, so I spent a few days in jail in Guatemala. And what, what, did, you, what did you do in Guatemala? Um, well, I was just on my way through to Mexico and back up to the United States, but the hotel I was staying in, well, the, well, the cops came in, um, uh, said, uh, said I'd been smoking marijuana, arrested me, uh, and this Canadian girl, and, and the fact that I didn't have any marijuana on me at all, well, I threw me in jail. Appeared hey. in court and they, they produced a bag of their own dope and, they, uh, and said that's what they'd confiscated off me. Yeah, it really? Cool. So they framed you? Yeah, 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 oh. yeah framed me. Oh, yeah. Right. So, uh, oh. Couldn't bribe my way up because it took them money and travellers' checks and passport and everything off me. And say, yeah. Uh, yeah, so nothing to bargain with. And I thought hey, that, that, wasn't how I, that, that wasn't how I was told it worked over there. So how did oh. you get the new one? Uh, British Embassy got me out. Oh, okay. So, how long were you in jail? Uh, three days. Oh, nice. A bit of an experience because I didn't know what it was in for. It could have been three years, 30 years, who knows, you know. Well, uh, yeah. If, um, uh, oh, most the most amusing thing when I was in the jail is going to the courthouse. So, I, um, I went handcuffed to a policeman standing in the aisle of the public bus. <laughs> <I think laughs> <it's pretty laughs> 
Well, so when you're in prison, um, I mean, did you have to shank anyone? Have to have to what? Sorry. Sorry. You get into any prison fights, you know, to, you know, because I heard when you go out there, you just have to pick a fight with the first person, you know, just to, you know, so people don't know you're not someone to mess with. Uh, no, I, I, I wasn't in with the violent offenders. Yeah, oh, no, okay. I think the, the violent, the, the violent ones were in another wing. It's an offence to get drunk in public. So most of them were in there, uh, in there for getting drunk. It was a 30-day sentence. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was in with the wild offenders. They were, yeah, yeah they, they were the bad, uh, yeah, yeah, there weren't any nasty guys amongst them, but they were sort of, yeah, just, yeah, just pretty sad run-down people. Yeah. 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 Hmm. <laughs> well, that's a good story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well, uh, yeah, it's one thing. I wouldn't, wouldn't like to repeat the experience. No. Like, you know, no. Conditions there were um, r uh, rather primitive. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There was no bedding. Uh, bears, um, um, uh, um, uh, open uh, open light here, and it was about um, temperature as much the same as uh, what it would be in the uh, the now at night, and uh, no uh, no blankets or anything. Everyone just um, uh, everyone just uh, shivered all night and just. Um, um, uh, caught up what sleep they could in the uh, in the sunshine the following day. And the, right, right. Yeah, the food wasn't much either. <laughs> you know, the conditions were pretty basic. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh no, the, the, uh, I worked down at the Milton Hilton there, and the, they've got everything pretty nice down there. They've even got underfloor heating. They didn't have anything <laughs> like that. Either. Oh, do they? <laughs> they do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's come a long way. Yeah. Some yeah. places. Yeah. Oh. So, um, tell me about some of your uh, multi-sport exploits. Oh well, the um, well, the um, uh, the Xerox challenge that was uh, that was the big one that leaned to the country. Well, uh, I sort of um, yeah, uh, it's quite funny uh, getting introduced to the multi-sport with a with a pretty extreme race. Yeah. So, yeah. Hang on, was that your first? Is that your uh, first multi-sport race? Uh, first really big multi-sport race. Yeah, it was a, a, a 22 days it was down the length of the country. Yeah. Wow, yeah. you're pretty light on experience going into it then. Yeah, so, uh, so we started down at Mount. Uh, yep, oh, well, by the time it finished the race, I had, had, um, had um, uh, quite a bit of experience behind me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two and a half thousand Ks. Yeah, well, the, well, the first day was quite an experience because uh, they were... Uh, a mountain bike ride down the length of ninety mile beach into into a howling suddenly. Oh, right. And, uh, and there were some pretty uh, pretty horrendous hills up in the uh, up in North Auckland. Uh, yeah, we um uh, yeah, 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 yeah we went through um, uh, Waitangi Russell. And it was a very hilly uh, hilly ride down to Rewa, a triathlon in Auckland. Uh, 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 cycled to Waitangi Caves next day is one hundred and sixty k, and then next day another one hundred and sixty to the Pokapapa Ski Field. In um, yeah. a little mountain earring stint um, uh, up um, on the Mount Ruapayu and along by the Crater Lake down the other side. And oh, down, wow. Uh, down through a uh, mountain bike through Oakuni, Pepperiki, uh, kayak down to Jerusalem, then um, uh, kayak Jerusalem to Wongadui the next day, then um, cycle ride to Paikokariki, try wow. out on Wellington. And the, uh, you, and the get to start, you get to Jerusalem. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we spent one night in Jerusalem there. Yep. 
That was James K. Baxter's place, wasn't it? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit different from the Middle East in Jerusalem, isn't it? Uh, yeah, there were yeah there there, there were those shells going off or anything. So, <laughs> was he still around then? Uh, uh, James K. Baxter. Yeah. No, he uh, he died very young, nineteen seventy-two. He was only forty-six. Oh, okay. Was that early? Yep. Yeah. Do you remember how long have you been? In, well, when did he die? Sorry, do you remember seeing him around Dunedin? Uh, no, he was a bit before my days in Dunedin. He used to hang around the university back in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So where'd you go after after Jerusalem? So you kayak down after Jerusalem, uh, um, uh, Jerusalem to Wanganui, eighty uh, k kayak. Ooh, that's quite a big day. Yep. Right. Uh, well, you began getting all the, all, the, all that practice you put in in the Otago Harbour would have come in real handy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, you know, sort of somewhere midfield was around in seven and a half hours that day. Yeah. 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 And we were. The, then it is the bike ride to Paikokariki. That's when the um, Achilles tendon the, you know, the, it got pretty sore in the Royal Pau and it, it, it really stuffed up and it got a partial tear. And things changed quite dramatically after that. At Wellington, the uh, physios and the doctor told Judkins I have to be pulled out of the race. But um, at a couple of rest days, uh, we didn't get the kayak cock straight because uh, the weather was pretty crooked. Over that time, I sort of did a little bit of tinkering on the bike. Uh, took the, uh, uh, I, I, I glued a bit of close cell foam onto the sole of the cycling shoe, um, uh, strapped my foot onto the, uh, that took care of the road vibration, strapped my foot onto the pedal uh, with the instep. That neutralized the foot and took the strain off the tendon. So I, was, I, was, I was okay to cycle that way. And, um, wow. You just wouldn't want to get off that side. <laughs> yeah. So, so you 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 got a partial tear in your Achilles, what in the lower uh, North uh, Island? Yeah, yeah. And you and you and you and you still finished the rest of the country. Uh, yep. The, the tendon was actually a little bit better at the uh, <laughs> when it got the bluff than uh, what it was in Wellington. Well, the physios were actually a little bit more horrified because of you know, massive swelling in Wellington, and, uh, and when they uh, when the swelling was down, they saw the lump, the uh, uh, lump in the tendon. They were even more horrified. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so I, I remember the um, uh, walking section. Yeah, you know, actually, uh, Jeff Hunt was in the Xerox Challenge, and he lent me a pair of ski poles for the running section in the Wellington Triathlon. Uh, right. And the, I used them on the on the beach in New Brighton. It's a bit worried about the soft sand, but uh, um, but I uh, walked in the um, uh, walked in the vehicle tracks, you know, from the uh, from the uh, television truck. And the videos um, oh. made my support person go with me to make sure I didn't break into a trot or anything. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, with the uh, it's, it was just about all cycling down the South Island, and the one thing I was uh, a little bit concerned about, uh, about was it was an Orientarian. Uh, orienteering section in the Mackenzie country, I thought, if I go and shove my foot in a rabbit hole or anything uh, like that, yeah, well, that's it. So I needed a bit more protection. So the Geraldine doctor, he was on the trip, uh, like John Mackenzie, so um, he managed to uh, uh, score a set of hospital crutches from the Geraldine Medical Centre for me. He said the competitor needed them, but he didn't tell them the competitor was actually competing still. <laughs> 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 um, so we used those to get through the Mackenzie country, and the, and then I thought, oh well, since I got these, uh, this will be fun because the uh, um, 
yeah, the final bit of the race, yeah, it did some great uh, sections. We um, had mountain bike through the motor tap, kayak down to Kingston, and then um, the last day, um, uh, cycled down the uh, uh, 10k shore of the bluff, and it was a run of the bluff, and uh, and uh, when I finished the bike ride, I knew all the television cameras and everything would be out, and uh, so um, I got the uh, got uh, got the hospital crutches out, and uh, used those to carry the foot through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a reasonably good shoulder. Actually, managed the TNK in exactly one hour, so uh, yeah, 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 I was quite pleased with that effort. On crutches, using crutches on, on, on the crutches. Yeah. That must be a crutches record, surely. Ten k's an hour. Uh, yeah, ten k's an hour. Wow! Uh, just in case you wanted to uh, 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 to see it, I've got the um, dig up the uh, the old photo album, and the and yeah, can you see that there? Um, be he brave or foolhardy, McLean earns respect of all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bloody hilarious. So, so, <laughs> well, wow. so how, did you get, how did you get on in the race? Uh, well, um, well, it's around about 67 people started and um, 63 finished. I was around about 30th before I stuffed the tendon. Uh, I finished up um, 41st. Oh, well done. So you're still yeah, like so, two thirds up. Very pleased with that. Wow. One thing I was uh, pleased about, Judkins, uh, he really had balls because um, if he was just worried about his own skin, he either definitely pulled me out of the race, but um, yep, he trusted my judgment, and if I wanted to give it, uh, give it a go, he gave me the support to carry on. Yeah. So yeah, not many people do that these days, that's for sure. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. He'd wore a lot of flack of, the, of that tendon and really uh, stepped and stuffed up in the race. You know, and, 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 and the and it's been found the doctors have told them to pull me out, so uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate his doing that. Yeah, great yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, cool. Jamie must have let you keep going in Naseby, though. Uh, oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Jamie knows and keep going anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the, what do you think is the worst race you've ever had? What, worse than the... Oh, what in the in, in the sense of everything going wrong or in the misery or oh, just you know, in a metaphysical kind of way. I don't know. Just I don't know. Uh, I don't know um, with races, uh, one time I had a race where everything turned pear shaped, but um, uh, you know, this little uh, triathlon of Port Chambers. Yeah, you know, I was paddling an evolution for the first time and it got a bit wobbly in it, so I was uh, um, last off the bike. You know, uh, then the uh, the um. It went from Port Chambers over the hill, over the way we're looking White Hattie and back over at Mount Kogel. Then the, I was away behind us trying to make up lost time. Then I got a flatty halfway up the hill. Then I, then I fixed the flatty. And then I was really um, um, hammering it on the bike after that. Came down to that really sharp corner. And um, uh, you know, where you come down from the Port Chambers side. Yeah. And, uh, stick with Mount Kogel Road and you do that U-turn. Must have been mm -hmm. a bit too high a gear, stomped on the pedal, and snapped the chain. So that oh, was, lovely. So, uh, so but the, the thing was, I got a free ride back over the hill in the van with all the other unlucky competitors, and they got a wee bit further up. Um, uh, me and a cyclist who uh, run at the water table and mounted his um, uh, front wheel and all the rest. And oh, no, we, uh, we all had a lot of fun exchanging all our own misfortunes and everything, but well, yeah. well there was no regrets. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah, you know, done the best. Everything had turned pear shaped, and well, yeah, you know, it's still a good race otherwise. Mm -hmm. But there's 
as far as feeling, they, I, I can't think of any races or anything I've ever done where, um, um, uh, where, where I felt, felt negative afterwards. You know, but, you know, you know the whole thing. Uh, no, uh, no, I can't think of anything at all, really. Oh, how many times have you said never again after a race? Oh, every time after Kepler. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it 13 times at Kepler. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. But <laughs> it doesn't take long to get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, 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 I remember, oh, I remember yeah. that. Major, Major Al Edwards. Major, Major Al Edwards is always held. Oh, yeah, right. that's right. I remember last year you had quite a cool plan for Kepler. Yeah, yeah. What, what was that? The, the alternative route. Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. And w would you believe um, they, um, the night before I, uh, I actually went along and I said, uh, I just said to the organisers, and um, yeah, you know, uh, I'd love to have got in. Yeah, it's a shame they're missing out. I went along to support my daughter, but uh, took my gear just in case. And I said, Yeah, first Kepler I did was 30 years ago. And they all looked at each other and said, Oh, what do you reckon? They let me in right at the last moment. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Did you actually do it? Kepler actually went and did the race. <laughs> they took pity on me and let, let me in. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty neat. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Few, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Time. Because what was what was your plan if you didn't get in? Uh, my, pl uh, my plan was, and um, uh, it wouldn't have been any good that year. Uh, 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 conditions would have to be all right in the mountains. And, mm. and um, uh, uh, there was another time I, I got on uh, into Kepler on spec, and, uh, and the and the plan would be um, to go around almost to Rocky Point, and then um, uh, uh, go the opposite direction. And they, um, they get around there, um, hopefully before the first competitors got around, then the bush bash, straight up the bush line up onto the tops. They go over Jackson Peak and they and make a hanging valley they, uh, behind the back of the field and carry on back around Luxmore and just do the circuit the other way, bypassing the whole field. <laughs> yeah, I'd still like to do that sometime. Yeah, yeah I'm never letting you take me for a run. <laughs> Who knows what trouble you'll get me into. Yeah, bush, bush bashing is quite different. It's sort of, um, uh, you know, you know, it's not fast running. It's a little bit more like a hard gy uh, a gym workout, you know, climbing over fallen trees and all the rest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. It wouldn't take you too long to, like, run off, run off the side of the track into the bush and you'd be lost, you know? Well, you can't get lost there. One way's up and the other oh, way's down. I could get it's lost. It's a big mountain. <laughs> yeah. No, well, if you keep, if you keep going up, you burst through the bush line somewhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, fair point. Fair point. Yeah, yeah. I've been up there before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh, well, I've been the. Um, uh, I've done quite a bit of bush bashing in the past. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tramping where there's no tracks and whatever. Yeah. Mm. So what's what's your most memorable uh, bush bashing experiences? Uh, yeah. Um, I, uh, I think the old of it, way, way back, 1978, I think. Have you ever seen a moose? Uh, no, I've never seen the moose. I wouldn't okay. be surprised if a moose might have spotted me. Yeah, they're pretty elusive animals. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 1978, uh, the three of us did a trip from Martins Bay uh, through, uh, through the back country to um, Harrison Cove at Milford Sound in, right. uh, in winter. And mm. as, as far as I know, it's the only time anyone's ever gone through in winter before. 
Mm. So, um, uh, uh, well, so, so uh, well, we uh, we flew at the Martin's Bay, and we got a uh, we got a uh, jet boat ride across to Hollyford, stayed at the Mackenzie Homestead. Then the next day is up the uh, Kaipo Valley, it is called, and uh, crossing the Kaipo River. That's a wee bit of an experience. We uh, um, uh, uh, linked, uh, linked arms on the uh, on the big log, floated across the river. That was okay. Yeah, uh, then the then the day after that, it was uh, um, all um, all compass work. Um, I went through at the head of the uh, John Great Valley, it is called, and the, you had to absolutely rely on uh, on compass bearings because there was no rhyme or reason for ridges or anything. Well, I hope you're good with a compass. Uh, then it is um, up, up and over a pass into the uh, uh, into the head of the Harrison Valley. And mm-hmm. In the Harrison Valley, there's no deer in there because um, uh, because access uh, no deer or goats or anything because the access is too steep. You know, there's no way of getting in from the top side or anything, and the and the valley's cut off with Milford Sound down the bottom. It's so too steep really, for goats. Yeah, yeah. And you got yeah, no, no, there's no um, uh, there's no animals in there at all. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, this place Definitely no most. Um, if you have a look on the 150,000 map or whatever, the, the lake up in the head of the Harrison, it's quite well named. It's called Lake Never Never. Hmm. Right. And getting down went down uh, onto Side Creek. And then they, um, they got exactly the right spot to get down and sort of um, just uh, you know, you know, very precarious handholds and sliding and moss and whatever else. And, um, uh, we thought we'd camp at the Harrison River, but when when we got there, we climbed down beside one waterfall that was in the tributary to the Harrison River. There was a waterfall up above us, another waterfall down below us, and so they, they had to uh, had to do a big a big long jump across the uh, the Harrison River and through it to the bush. And they, um, we'd been watching the weather for a couple of days, and the, I could see the few um, the nor'wester clouds and whatnot, um, uh, uh, high cirrus clouds coming through, and thought the weather is definitely going to change. And that is, uh, the cloud was starting to get down around the bush line. Mountain radio forecast. In those days, it carried this a big clunky radio and had to run out a 140 feet of wire into the bush. Yeah, you had to do a radio schedule in the evenings. Right. And they told us that the weather was fi- um, uh, was uh, fine and that it was going to continue being um, uh, yeah, uh, being really good for the next few days and everything. The first big raindrops were just starting to splatter on the tent fly at that point. Well, the next day, I uh, went, um, uh, uh, went down, the, it was two days uh, down the Harrison, and we went down in torrential rain. And they yeah, ended up, legs swollen uh, swall up like anything because every time we climbed over a, a, a big fallen tree log, the logs were all wood pulp. They would fall through the wood pulp up to our knees and smack our shins in the hard core in the center. This just happened again and again every, every log we climbed over. Oh man! Uh, you know, shins are swollen. Uh, you got that many bashes in the shins, your legs are swollen up like, uh, like anything. But um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. By the time we got out, um, um, a, a, a place where um, a, a, a place where there's supposed to be a really good cave to um, be able to camp in. Well, uh, well, the description in the Boyer's guidebook um, uh, was pretty vague, and we didn't find it. And we uh, we spent uh, spent the whole night. Sitting uh, underneath this little bit of overhang, um, water dripping down uh, down the necks, and in the sleeping uh, bags, with the um, uh, the river rose and the uh, water was up uh, up to our knees, and we're we're sitting in this log just above water level. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. 
rather weird. <laughs> how, yeah. how are you still alive? And then, uh, then carried on down. And then, the, uh, then, the, uh, uh, the, then the rain stopped, and there was a big feathery snowflakes after that. <laughs> I, got to, I got out to Harrison Cove. Um, by the one, he was actually um, uh, worked management tra uh, travel lodge in Queenstown. Um, he knew that we, uh, we'd be due out, and um, I thought, uh, how on earth are we going to get to Milford? I was sort of had it in the back of my mind. There was a few, a few empty 44-gallon drums lying there, and I thought, oh, I wonder if we could make a raft or something and paddle it around. <laughs> actually, the boat comes out of nowhere. Taurus boat came out, and the um, uh, the guy at the travel lodge in Queenstown, um, uh, uh, communication was down uh, in Milford because the uh, uh, snow had brought the phone lines down. Uh, so right in Queenstown, managed to send the telex through to the hotel manager and sent the tourist boat out for us. Got us back to the hotel and uh, yeah, uh, we, we ended up stranded there for a few days. Oh, well, there's worse places to be stranded. Yeah, I, I, had a, I had a checkbook, uh, had a checkbook with me and uh, Oh, well, wanted to book a room and the, the, the rooms started at $50 a night. And I said, oh, well, uh, three of us in one room. Oh, no, not allowed to do that. So uh, um, after a, a night in the bar, um, well, where on earth are we going to stay? So I had a gear in the drawing room. And I said, oh, oh, I'm camping down here. So, uh, uh, so In the drawing room? Uh, in the drawing room, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we spent the first couple of nights in the drawing room and then the, uh, uh, one of the hotel staff, uh, um, they gave us a place in the staff quarters. Oh, oh well, I had the uh, I had the checkbook there, and we just kept uh, playing pool and drinking beer. And uh, every time the twenty dollars ran out, I'd, uh, I'd write another twenty dollar check and put it on the bar. And the, and the, at the uh, um, there was no money in my check account, but they kept accepting these checks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I remember the bottle of beer was eighty nine cents, not a wallet. Absolutely bursting the seams, the ten cent one cent pieces at the end of that trip. Yeah, <laughs> that was that, that was that, that was each, that rep represented each bottle of jug we'd gone through. And then, um, and then the ranger gave us a lift out the four wheel drive. I, I appealed to my dad. He was a pretty kind hearted sort of a guy. He, uh, he he put a bit of money in the bank for me and, uh, and some of the checks we'd gone through then. <laughs> wow. Were they were they wondering what, what, what we do for a kid? <laughs> yeah, so. Were they wondering what on earth you were doing there in winter? Uh, uh, oh, well, they knew there was you know, crazy people here and there, but I know my parents were really worried because um, yeah, because we'd got this um, uh, horrendous uh, uh, snowfall and we'd, we'd all seem to have vanished off the face of the earth. They didn't, uh, they didn't realise you know, we were doing it really hard at the Milford pub. They, they thought we were out there in the thick of it somewhere. Yeah. I just pulled up the topo map, of course. And um, it's like five k's from Harrison Cove to Milford, and you were thinking of doing that I was, on a raft. I was, think, I, was, I was thinking of it. It's just as well we didn't, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> close to shore. I suppose we'd, 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 we'd be a pretty slow pedal, but yeah, <laughs> yeah we'd have made do if we'd had to. You've got like eleven hours before the tide changes. Yep. <laughs> oh no, it's the other way around. It's about six, five and a half hours. Never mind. <laughs> That's that's right. Daughter, uh, daughter was telling me uh, uh, a few of her friends went to climb Mitre Peak, and they uh, sort of um, they got this really really cheap um, raft out of the um, um, uh, uh, warehouse quality raft, and uh, what were they were using a motor off a weed eater. That's right, a weed eater with a propeller on it to propel it, 
and the, everything turned a pear shape and they, they sank in the middle of the sound so they didn't get to climb minor peak that day your daughter's quite like you i see yeah she oh uh no oh, she might have started like me but no she's way way ahead of me now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where did you oh, get this where did you get where did you get this kind of um uh adventure streak from were your parents like this too uh, no it was just um, uh, um, uh, just born with restless feet you're born yeah it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't as a result of motor motorbike crashing you don't your head oh that no, no, no it goes way before the motorbike uh, i don't know i don't know what it was i was always um, a, a bit of an escape artist when i was a preschooler yeah Right. Yep, that's uh, that's right. A cousin was telling me, uh, asked me if I knew what the very first swear word was. And I said, no. And he says, well, apparently it was bugger. And I said, um, how's that? Because I had heard the story um, on the farm. And I was always tearing off. And my dad um, did a really good job. Put um, two strands of overhanging barbed wire uh, right around the section uh, to keep me in. <coughs> yep. and, uh, yeah. And then he... Uh, uh, they just finished the job, and the big brother told me the story. And he says, "Now, young fella, let's see you climb over that." Uh, par apparently, you did. Mm. And okay. my mum okay. saw it, and uh, and uh, my mum saw it, and uh, uh, she is an absolute lady most of the time. I'd never, I'd never heard her swear in my life at all. But that day, she just said, "Oh, you little bugger." <laughs> I went around laughing my head off, and I was saying "bagger, bagger, bagger" for all the rest of the day. <laughs> so, oh man, I was having a great time that day. But uh, but I remembered them. Um, five years old was the first trip to Milford Sound, and uh, oh, and uh, I was absolutely blown away by the mountains there. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I can actually remember all the. Yeah, because those mountains, I thought mountains were things in the distance, and I, I saw the, uh, the Darrens, I saw those as huge rocks, and I just couldn't believe these huge rocks away in the sky, and they couldn't, they couldn't stop talking about it. Yeah. And they, and they yeah, well, that, 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 that was a very memorable experience, so I think, I think it's always been in the gene somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Have you ever had to get rescued from the mountains? Uh, pretty close, yeah. Oh, tell us more. Uh, yeah, I remember the closest call they ever had. I was, um, uh, I was very inexperienced, just 20 years old. But, um, I'd, I'd built a dinghy, had an airport motor, and went across the other side of Lake Roko. That's um, uh, that's fairly rough country over there. Yeah, and deepest I, lake in New Zealand. Uh, it, it seesaws between Hiroko um, and Manapori. Yeah. Like they find the deep spot in Manapori, and then they find the deeper one in Hiroko, and then it, get, it goes back to. Back and forth between the two lakes. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. So, um, um, so I got into a situation where uh, um, um, I was uh, up at Bushline. I went into this, um, uh, hanging valleys are pretty, uh, pretty de uh, deceptive. I got into a place where all these various ridges converged into one waterfall, and I got into a huge amount of trouble there. At, um, yeah, uh, 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 dropped the pack and that uh, uh, went down into the creek, and everything got soaking wet. Um, um, I couldn't light, I couldn't light a fire, and uh, I was climbing up and down these ridges, and and the 
everything got worse and worse and actually had to dump a whole lot of gear in the in, including the sleeping bag because it didn't have the strength to carry it wow. at three o'clock in the afternoon i got back to the spot where uh, where i've been the uh, uh, where uh, where i spent the night the night before yeah it was one day overdue at that point and uh, this cliff um uh, uh, that i had looked, uh, looked at climbing um and uh, decided that it was too dangerous well uh, I realized I didn't have a choice. Right. I just didn't have um, nothing to lose. I just didn't have a choice. Uh, you know, I, I didn't realize how how much people could endure in the, uh, those at that time. Uh, I probably would have survived another night, but I didn't know that then. But um, oh well, um, second attempt, I did climb it. I mean, uh, well, so this you you you. This is after like you didn't have the strength to carry a sleeping bag, and you climbed a cliff. Um, yeah, yeah, as well as uh, it was up really um, uh, quite steep and it's sort of kicking um, where you just do what you have to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, wow. And, um, yeah, I've done a lot of st uh, step kicking and everything that day and, uh, and uh, I'd credit my dad was sa um, uh, saving me because he went out with the local jet boat guy to look for me and uh, I came out on the shore in the wrong place and the... Uh, uh, and they picked me up, and I don't think I'd have um, I'd have made it back to the boat. And the, it was just really picked me up that day. I, I'd yeah. say I picked up about ten years' experience in one weekend. And uh, um, it's the sort if I'd had someone more experienced with me, I'd have been all right. But uh, yeah. Uh, wow. So how old were you? Twenty. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say something crazy, like you're twelve or something. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I got a wee bit lost in the hills once when I was, uh, yeah, eleven or twelve, but that was another story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. What, uh, what, what happened? Uh, what, what happened there was I, I, I'd, I'd cycled away, um, uh, cycled into the back country, and then when they, yeah, uh, then they, uh, when returned from somewhere, uh, I came out a little bit downstream of where, uh, where I had my bike and kept walking downstream, wrong direction from it. Yeah, yep. ended up walking all the way home. When I got home, found uh, uh, no one was there. Uh, they were all out looking for me. So, so, uh, so I said to cooked up a feed for myself, and then they, uh, they was a wee bit hacked off. Uh, they had arrived back when I was just about uh, about to eat, it and they had to share it with everyone. We had to bake beans and everything. There wasn't much to go around. <laughs> oh dear. Oh no! So I went for another drive and, and picked up the bike, but um. Another time, Aerosmiths, um, the two of us did a, a, was a pretty ambitious one-day climb. You know, three mountains, uh, uh, tower up in Munjagad, they're all up around uh, eight, um, eight, eight to 9,000 feet. And um, uh, first night, um, uh, uh, first night, we, uh, um, uh, we, uh, we bivvied uh, out just the sleeping bag cover. It was a pretty shivery night. It was around about um, um, uh, April, it was. And then... Um, uh, um, well, uh, that's right. The uh, uh, sole fell off my climbing boot up there, but uh, 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 the f um, uh, it became a hobnail boot after that because all the nails in the uh, in the sole uh, in the sole of the boot they were brilliant on the rock. But huh. uh, by, the, by the time we got out, you know, well, more and more of the sock was um, uh, starting to uh, start to flap through the toe. But uh, I didn't get any frostbite or anything at all. But uh, um, yeah, that um, uh, that was quite amazing. In hmm. um, Last abseil, um, uh, that was the next night, we were um, 
uh, chucked the rope over, but it was too dark to see how far the rope went. So as a precaution, we spent the next night out as well. Next morning, found we're only about 50 feet above the ground and we could have just uh, just dropped out and walked out, but we didn't know that then. So oh. we had a nice sunny day, a Cameron hut, and the, the boots were stuffed. You know, I buried those under a pile of rocks there and we were walking out in the evening and we met search and rescue guys coming in. <laughs> uh, someone had seen in the hut book that we were two days overdue and they, they thought, oh, this is a bit of a concern. And the, and the search and rescue guys, they were, uh, they were coming in that evening with the, with the idea of doing a search the following day. That was pretty good of them. So, oh, we thought, oh, yeah, we're all right. We all walked out together. Yeah, yeah and then you had, <laughs> then you had to buy up a new pair of boots. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I was due for it. Yeah, I bought a new pair of boots over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so anyway, well, what's next? What's, what's next for Dave? You're going to do another race. What have you got up your sleeve? Uh, what, uh, what are my next plans? Yeah. Well, I would definitely, uh, I'd definitely like to do the Kepler again at the end of this year, and yep. um, definitely going to do the Kogel Crusher. And uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not, abs- oh well, not absolutely hundred percent certain. Yeah, I'll tell you what. So I mean, seeing you're kind enough to to let us interview you, we'll give you a free entry to crush the Kogel this oh, year. Brilliant! Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's providing you quali- That's providing you qualify. You got to qualify first, but if you qualify, free entry. Yep. Oh well, I definitely want to take. Uh, I definitely want to take the lawnmower up on the uh, on, on the first one. And the- <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, my, my nephew did the lawnmower. Oh, he, he did. He did the. He was a bit silly. He'd done seven, and then uh, then on number eight, he decided to do the lawnmower, and he sort of uh, yeah, yeah. Who's your that. nephew? Uh, yeah, Callum. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he yep, yep, the... yep. He's my nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, good. Yep. Your whole family's bonkers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've done see the family. I was going to be the only one there. And they, um, they, um, yeah. Do you remember the old family tent? Um, uh, it was a, you know, you know, just one of those uh, canvas tents with the, with the greeny blue roof. Yeah. Oh yeah, the great tents, the square yeah, tents. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's our old tent. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Dad bought that for. I think he actually bought it second hand. Uh, we did a big family trip up to North Island. Um, yeah. Yeah, summer nineteen sixty two, sixty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's right. I was up at New Plymouth for WOMAD, and I and I just uh, um, uh, the first thing I had to do when I was New Plymouth went and shot up the top of Paratuti Rock. When I uh, when I was up there, I. Yeah, I just tapped them down to other people up there. Yeah, one other time I was up here, uh, it was uh, actually 57 years ago. <laughs> I thought, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just uh, I was just nine years old when we went yeah. up there. And, yeah, there weren't any handrails or anything up there, and with that, he was hanging on to me and absolutely refused to let me go because he uh, he didn't want me uh, wandering off anywhere or shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well. So yeah, you're going to come yeah, back right. after we made, um, yeah, uh, with up Edmont. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, that that was. Um, yeah, there's, there's a hut there, just, uh, just in Bushland, like Mickey Tower hut. Yeah, I set out five a.m. and got up there at um, uh, eight in the morning, and the views up there were spectacular. <laughs> yeah, because there's always a band of cloud comes around the mountain about um, ten o'clock onwards, and then, yeah. oh no, yeah, that 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 was. My, that, that was my last mountain adventure anyway. Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. 
So um, are you going to come back to pub runners sometime? Too right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the knee is really good. So um, we'll just have to wait for... Um, uh, there won't be any pub running in level three. We'll still have to wait okay. a wee bit, I guess. Yeah, we will. We will. I yeah. did. I did. I did hear some story about you doing when your knee seized up during pub run, and you knelt in the gutter to yeah, make it, it down. Yeah, oh, I've done yeah. that. Oh, I'll just do. Yep. Yeah. Does it work a treat? Yeah, yeah. If the knee's feeling a bit hot, you know, it's, yeah, it certainly eases it. Yeah. 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 Gutter. Yeah. Cold water's yeah. really good. Yeah, that'd be. Cool. Um, we have a, have a few other questions that we have to ask all our guests. One is, um, do you wear um, underwear while you're running? Uh, yeah, I do. Yep. Good, good question, Steve. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of Aerodex? Uh, no, no. Oh, they're re really good um, specialised uh, running underwear. Yeah. No. You're our only yeah. sponsor so far. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're made in Australia, but um, was it they've got a um, moisture wicking material? Um, yep. Yep. Good, breathable, breathable. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll tell. Um, I'll tell you what. Two the, types uh, of elastic. Yeah, the very yeah, just, oh, just uh, oh, running shorts, uh, running shorts and ordinary skids, but the very best protection the whole lot. The, the um, nappy rash stuff you buy in the supermarkets, pseudo cream. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Slap a good handle of that on. Uh, uh, the, uh, absolute, uh, absolutely no chafing in the two hundred k run. Yeah, yep. So yeah. Eric's uh, really good stuff. Yeah. One, one, do one dollar of that between your legs, and you're good to go. Uh, just, uh, just a good size handful. Slap plenty on. Yeah. <laughs> did, you put, did you need to put more on during the race, or just, uh, just no, one? No, I didn't. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah, really sticks. No. Oh, there you go. So, for all our listeners, nappy rash cream that you buy at the supermarket, it's probably yeah, cheaper yeah, than Unigoo. It's called, called uh, Pseudo Cream, comes a little grey puddle. Yep. It, it looked pretty good, so I thought I'd give it a try. And then, yeah, well, well, it worked for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't need it if you wear Aerodex anyway. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. But um, the other question is, what sort of music do you like? Oh, well, the, oh, oh, Pink Floyd any day. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yep. Yep. Oh, and yeah, I could see you'd be really into Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, yep, yep, Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, um, Dark Side of the Moon, that's, that's, that's brilliant music. Music you used to listen to when I, when I was younger. I really liked um, uh, Cat Stevens, Don McLean. And they, oh, yeah. What about that song, Lunatic is in the Park or something? You like that song? Uh, Lunatic, is, uh, that's in Dark Side of the Moon, isn't it? It is, yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah, one. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well done. Good question, Andrew. Sorry? What's another question? Do we have any other questions? No, that's about it. Well, I think we asked him what his worst race was. Um, you didn't see other still try to, I'm it, still trying to think. What, <laughs> any, any regrets? <laughs> what's what's been uh, your most the, regretful the race? Only, the only <laughs> regret your most regretful regret. moment. <laughs> no, the, uh, the only regrets I have got are, are things I haven't done. Yeah. yeah. The, the well, it first, sounds like you've done everything. The, the first Coast to Coast, 1983. Every time I've read about that, I just thought, um, "Why the hell wasn't I there?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if I could wind the clock back and change something, that would be it, you know. But the, uh, I've never had any regrets at all about anything I have done, and the, the, the regrets have always been a bit a bit the things I'd have chickened out of. Yeah, they should have given a go. Well, I can't imagine yeah. chickening out of things. 
I, I, I'd hate to know what it was that you'd taken down of. <laughs> oh, we're going to go. We're going to go swimming in an active volcano. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit nervous about this interview tonight, but that, no, that, but that's gone pretty well. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, thanks heaps. This is really fun, and and really, you know, you need someone to write down your stories. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> the best thing to do is just. Andrew's a good writer. Andrew can write. Yeah, I've, I've been known oh, to write. Yep. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll... Uh, yeah. write your biography. <laughs> oh yeah, if you, if you want to do the um, if you want to do the writing, well, go ahead by all means. <laughs> you go. It's a deal. Dave does the talking. Andrew does the writing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, oh, thanks. No, anyway, great to talk to you, Dave, and um, good luck with the house repairs. Yeah. Um, we hope to see you soon at Pub Run in level yep. two or one or whenever we're allowed. Yep. To me, these house repairs are a, uh, uh, they're a ticket to freedom. You know, um, uh, you know, you know, if more can get done now, you know, the more chance of getting away with a clear conscience. <laughs> <laughs> That's good way to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, All right, it's shocking this repair. <laughs> it's getting a lot yep. better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, look after yourself, and um, yeah, um, I work with your neighbour, so say hi to her too. At the the Jenny. Yep. 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 She helped to set things up here because I'm uh, I'm hopeless with technology. Oh, she 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 was over there tonight. Oh, no, no, Jenny. She's just through in the other room. You know, she uh, she helped <laughs> she, uh, she helped me get things set up for the, uh, for this talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, it takes a village to raise a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, mate. Okay, Later. yep. And the next pub run, definitely be there. Thank you.